And I'm pleased to say that this week I'm feeling a lot chirpier. Um, My dad told me that the last programme I recorded was quite depressing and far too long. I I pointed out that, well, he's only my dad, so hey, obviously nobody's going to be interested. So I'm pleased to tell you that I'm a lot happier and things are going to be on the up. Um, But that's the way things go, right? And this week I've got a friend, uh, a lovely lady I met at a wedding, um, and she's called Lisa. Hello, Lisa. Hi, Kitty. Yeah. So, you know, the whole truth is stranger than fiction thing. Um, there I was at a wedding feeling a bit weird, and Lisa was kneeling on a chair. And I was like, are you okay? And And you told me that you had to kneel on a chair because you had some issues of your own and then we started doing that thing that people do and we ended up swapping our entire life stories so lisa would you mind introducing yourself a little bit and saying a little bit about you sure um i'm lisa and yeah i met kitty at a wedding and i was drawn to this incredibly vivacious woman in this purple silk dress you looked amazing so thank you I was like oh my god who's that woman I must talk to her <laughs> and um, <laughs> kind of sidled around until you discovered me um but yeah then they said oh you need to go out and stand on the grass I'm like oh god here we go how do I um manage this one so um yeah I often end up kneeling or just sinking to the ground so yeah that's that's me um so why yeah. is that? Why do you end up? Why do, why can't you stand up? Yeah. Why can't you just stand up, just Lisa? Stand up? Yeah. Well, this is the thing when you look absolutely normal and people think you're like strong and fine because I do look mm. absolutely normal, and I get I don't want to explain to people because I makes me feel pathetic and I don't want to feel pathetic. Oh, well, I don't think any of us are pathetic. I mean, I'm sat here kind of trying to keep my left arm from bubbling about because I've taken my meds. I'm fully loaded on on drugs at the moment, uh, which means uh, I'm now dealing with a bit of dyskinesia, which is involuntary movements. And I've not had them before and it makes me feel a bit strange. Mm, So, I mean, you said that you had, if I hope you don't mind me outing, you said that you had um, arthritis? Yeah, it was a long story. Like, way back 2008, I started, like, just being absolutely shattered. I I have two kids. They were about 13 and 16 at the time, single parent. And um, I was just, like... Tired. I'd come home and sleep for four hours, and, I, and I'm, I was active, you know, like cycle with my kids, walk, mm-hmm. we'd go skiing. I was like, you know, full on, 
do everything, mum. Yeah. And then I just couldn't. And then my feet hurt. They even hurt a tiny bit when I touched the floor, when I was seated. And my bones felt like they were on fire. And I don't know what the hell was going on. You go to the doctor and they're like, it's classic. It's your age. Oh, you know, perhaps you're depressed. Like, no, I'm not depressed. <laughs> I'm in pain. Mm-hmm. And then like, oh, I'll refer you to rheumatologist, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, six months later, you finally, they, I said, when, when will this happen? They're, oh, waiting list. So I ended up paying private rheumatologist. It was difficult to get diagnosed? It was quite difficult. So anyway, saw a rheumatologist <laughs> and he, um, you know, was like, oh, was your knee, wasn't it? No, mostly my feet. Phones are on fire. I'm tired all the time. I can't stand or sit or everything. Everything hurts. Sheet over my feet hurt. Mm. Um, and he was like, okay. And their standard is prednisone, then methotrexate, and they have a whole host of things. So I started on that and all the painkillers you can imagine, and nothing helped. And I t- seemed to have adverse reactions to many, many drugs, unfortunately. So nothing worked. A few years went by and I tried everything and then he went, oh, I don't, maybe it's not. And I was sick of all the meds by then making me feel unwell. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, I'm out. So I just left it for a while and suffered along and couldn't do stuff. And um, then what happened? Oh, in that time period, I also had breast cancer. Didn't tell you that probably yet. But yeah, that turned up. <laughs> Wow, it's just it's just such a happy list of events, isn't it? Just I mean, great fun. So, 2015, that happened. So, you know, you know, double mastectomy, great fun. You know, I'm a positive person, as you can tell. <laughs> All fun. And I thought, in my weird little mind, like maybe the shock to my body would stop the chronic pain. Yeah, I thought maybe it would just like go away because, you know, there was enough to deal with. <laughs> But no. It's amazing how much you find yourself putting up with, though, isn't it? You know, I mean, uh, it's, it's interesting what you say about the breast cancer because I was always told, I, well, I, I am at a high risk of breast cancer. So I've been having um, like mammograms since I was 37. Oh. And everyone's been like, oh, yeah, you've got one more child with breast cancer. Got one child with breast cancer. And it's like, boom, here's Parkinson's. Oh. And you're like, oh, uh, that wasn't actually on the list of things yeah, I was I supposed was to look for. I was psyched up for the other one. Yeah, I was psyched up for breast cancer. Mm. I mean, it's okay. I don't actually want breast that You can stay away. Thank you very much. <laughs> Apparently, I have lumpy breasts. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yes. There you go. So, anyway, yes. <laughs> but back to, you back know. Back to that. Woke up from that five and a half hour surgery and I'm like, they're like, I was in incredible pain and they're like, what's going on? And I was like, oh, my God, I can't I can't deal with this. And it's like, where are you hurt? My feet. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we weren't expecting well, that. That doesn't make sense. So they're all freaking out and watching me overnight and pumping me with more feet. And I thought, what the hell is going on? So morphine you know, will do that to you. Yeah, morphine. So mm-hmm. anyway, that was that. And then I, I'm very scientific and very literal, and I hate being told perhaps you're depressed. It's in your head. I perhaps all of it's that menopause. Yeah, menopause. It's all of that stuff. I got told by multiple doctors, and the last one who said, you know, if you're not going to take the antidepressants, what do you expect me to do for you? <laughs> and I'm like, oh. I said to him, look. Perhaps this would be a better way to to ask this question is to ask somebody, if you weren't in pain all the time, what would you be doing? Mm. And I would have said, I'd dance, I'd ski, I'd ride a bike, I'd walk, 
I, you know, go so you back. weren't somebody that just laid around on the sofa no. all the time. Yeah. And if somebody's depressed, they're not going to be going. I want to do these things. Mm. And anyway, so I changed doctors again and had one who was really great. And I said, okay, please start from scratch. And she was good for a while, tried lots of different things, sent me to the pain clinic. I've had every infusion you could possibly imagine, lignocaine infusions, prednisone infusions, every drug possible. And anyway, eventually she just said, I don't know what to do with you. It's a brain pain thing. And it doesn't make sense to me when they mm. say that. I'm like, what do you mean? What does that mean? How can my brain cause pain? I don't mm. understand because I'm very, you know, yeah. you've got to make sense to me. Yep. So I fought it for so long. And um, then I paid for my own ultrasound because nobody would. One foot. And it was. she said, oh, my God, you're full of information. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and, but that was a revelation. I'm yeah. like, okay. This is, I am, I'm full of fluid. There is something. There's something there. Mm. So then they started me down the rheumatology track again. And I went through years of every rheumatology drug under the sun until probably mid last year where they again went, well, nothing's working. So maybe we don't have this. You're like, oh no, we're (sighs) going to start all this again. Um, But anyway, so what's the point of all this? I'm trying to be helpful here. This is not helpful. It is um, helpful. No, because it, a lot of people, I think, go through stuff like this, and I did. Mm. You know, I went through a really long period of being told it was all it was all in my mind. In head. <laughs> mm. It kind of is all in my mind, but not in the way that they thought. Mm. I did medical hypnosis because I thought, okay, if this is in my head, just hypnotise me that I think I'm not in pain. and it'll, mm. You know, I tried everything. I did some really weird stuff, like medical hypnosis. Everything you could think of, I have done. Yeah. Um, Like everything. Um, And then last year I went to Australia for nine weeks because I thought maybe the care's better, Mm -hmm. and I saw somebody there. And he explained it better to me. He said, your base of your brain Mm -hmm. is where your fight and flight is, and also where pain is stored. Mm-hmm. And he said, for some reason, some people, the fight and flight and the pain gets tangled up. Um, oh. And your brain is trying to protect you from uh, something that isn't actually the, happening. Yeah. And it may have happened um, like the year it started, my kid's dad died. So, you know, horrendous stress or years of being on high cortisol mm. from being in a not great relationship, you know. Mm. Or you could have had a really bad flu and then it didn't switch yeah. off. Or so some kind of trigger that they can't actually pinpoint. Yeah. yeah. And, it, that, and he said, and I was like, yeah, but okay, if the fight and flight and the pain parts are all mixed up and confused and causing my brain to tell me I'm in pain where, where does inflammation come from because that's real Yeah. and he said no your brain can tell your body to make the inflammation mm. I was like oh yeah because the body's really powerful eh? and it can do amazing things and it can also do sucky things yeah. so finally that made sense and that was only last year um, so I still am fighting that because I'm thinking, yeah, there's inflammation. How can my brain be doing that? I don't understand. But he did explain it, I think, quite well. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty good. Like, right now I'm at the best 
I've been in a very long time, mm-hmm. um, mostly because the cocktail of meds I'm on right now mm. has been the best that I could have managed to get. That's I, good. So having tried absolutely everything, mm-hmm. I think around 2017 medicinal cannabis started being legal, and it has been legal a very long time. Most people don't realise that. And when it was first legal, I thought, well, maybe that'll help, and I did. I got CBD first mm-hmm. from a private pain clinic guy. And then when THC became available, that too, because I couldn't sleep at night because I was in so much pain. Gosh. I'd have to wait until I was more tired than in pain. Yeah. And I'd have, like, a cold thing next to the bed because the... I did see a psychologist at pain I'll say, because, you know, some people, just being devil's advocate, some people would say, oh, but Lisa, why did you not just try relaxation techniques <laughs> and have you tried to adjust your diet oh, yeah. and have you you know yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you say you were in pain but you know you could just it's inflammation so could you not just knock some back some ibuprofen yeah, and yeah, yeah. unfortunately know? i'm allergic to all non-steroid anti-inflammatories well that's that's convenient that's just awkward isn't it yeah the best <laughs> thing they ever did for me was a thousand milligrams of prednisone infusion for three days a thousand milligrams a day for three days infusions in hospital. Is that a lot? That's a lot. And I had a month of no pain. I mean, half an hour of pain would be excellent, but I had a month. He said mm. it might be three months, but it was a month. It was, it was amazing. I climbed the, mount, the hill near my house and mm. I was just, you know, I was also a bit high on steroids. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> what, so why could they not repeat that? Um, apparently it reduces your bone density, so he won't do it again. Oh, that's that's also not very good. No. No. Um, but so how, it, how yeah. do you cope with it? Day, I mean, you know, you've clearly, <laughs> you've clearly found something that, that works, at least kind of. Yeah. That gives you some semblance of a, yeah. you know, let's all pretend to be normal life. Yeah. So how, how do you deal with it day to day? Um, I think, you know, I did fight it for so long. Mm. Like, you know, get depressed, get angry, get depressed, get angry. (laughs) And I think now I'm in an okay, like, okay, I know how to run life now. Like, I will uh, always have a seat. I won't go any. I will know where I'm going. Mm -hmm. Um, I won't ever organise things to go out very often. Like, if I do, I'd be like, I'm going here if you'd like to come, I'll I'll meet you there. And then if I'm exhausted or I can't do it, I can just say I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but the the I think feeling in control is super important. Like yeah. I now feel in control. Um, I don't tell people usually anymore because people don't get it unless they stand there at weddings and yeah. go, "Hey, if it helps, I've got Parkinson's yeah. and I've got this and I've got that." And but, why why yeah. are you on your knees? You know. Yeah. Um, but I keep it quiet. I just people don't get it, and so the CBD in the day, the THC helps gets me to sleep. The low dose naltrexone mm-hmm. they give for uh, chronic fatigue as well helps me a lot. Mm. Like I used to sleep all the time, now I don't. And bupropion is the new one. It's apparently it's off label to help people um, give up smoking. Wow! And it helps nerve pain, and oh, it's also an antidepressant. So, so you ended up with an antidepressant. I did end up with. Well, I would love to have taken one, but I had mm. adverse reactions to them all. Yeah, that's that's what put me off. And uh, in in the last episode, I talked about how 
they were trying to put me on antidepressants because I said I was a bit sad. Mm. And I was just like, no, I'm just a bit sad. I've had a lot of stuff to cope with, mm. you know, and, and I can deal with that stuff. I don't need antidepressants. Mm. But, uh, yeah, sometimes I, I fear there's often quite keen to, to, to dispense them instead of saying, hey, go for a walk. Mm. Yeah. Or let's find the underlying cause and reason why you have this issue. Yeah, agree. I think, you know, but that's... I've had them thrown at me so many times. Um, but I do understand now that there's a lot of antidepressants that also help people with chronic pain. Yeah, they, help, they have their place. So. Including the one I'm on now. And I was incredibly down this early this year mm. for some reason. I think I got really hopeless about... Oh my God! What's going to happen to me one day when I can't walk? And you know, that's easy. Uh, that happens though as well, right? Because <laughs> I've just gone through this most depressing period, and and mm. I, and yeah, I kind of, I kind of, it wasn't very nice, <laughs> shall I just say? And I kind of sat there and I was like, oh, it's like sometimes I can't walk to the end of the street and sometimes I can't do that and what's going to happen when this happens? Mm. And then I thought, like Sunday morning, I woke up at 6.30 and I got out of bed and I went for a bike ride. Yeah, amazing. I didn't want to go for a bike ride. I went for a bike ride and then I did it again on Monday morning and I did it again this morning. And... I feel a lot better for it. I yeah. feel so much better for it. I didn't feel better at quarter past seven cycling up a hill mm. in the cold thinking this really hurts. But I cannot ignore the fact that it's really, really helped. Mm. I mean, I'm not saying going for yeah. a stiff bike yeah. ride would help everybody, but, yeah. you know. Well, I try. I, I did start because because I don't walk. The physio said to me, that's not good for your brain because you're not doing that kind of movement. Mm. So I I started aqua jogging and oh, discovered yeah. I can do that. Mm. Like, I can do that. That doesn't hurt. So I haven't done it for a while, but I was like two, three times a week aqua mm. jogging. I've got a friend who does that. She said it's amazing. Yeah. I think yeah. there's something about it, the water, that means you don't hurt. You're flying in the water, yeah. though. It's like, So that was my thing. I managed to find a way to exercise. Yeah. But, yeah, I think the CBD has helped hugely. I think it uh, calms the central nervous system because when you're in pain all the time, it's heightened. and then Yeah, that must be very difficult. Yeah, well, I think what what happens is you become hypersensitive to all pain, and Mm. I got that way. And this just calms your central nervous system down, so I'm not reactive mm, I, I mean you get some people with parkinson's get pain and it's very it varies so much from person to person and i'm very lucky i sometimes get some pain in my feet but it's nothing like what you have described and uh, it generally i can stretch or walk it off right but yeah when i first get up in the morning there i put my foot down it's like oh yeah i used to be like that i'm really good at the moment which is great yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. Well, used to, you know, put feet on the floor and like, ow, ow, ow. That's okay. That's kind of like the, I, I met a woman once who said, oh, she said, oh, I, was, I, I wasn't as bad as you when I was diagnosed. <laughs> I was like, gosh, you're cheery. I'm really glad I met you. Because <laughs> you, know, like, I mean, you, you seem to have, well, you know, 
obviously it's 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 serious and it's awful and all the rest of it but you do seem to have a very positive attitude which i really really liked yeah i think i think um yeah i don't know why but yeah <laughs> i think i've just come now i'm okay i'm like okay i'm going to focus on the things i can do mm-hmm. not the things i can't do i'm not going to tell people unnecessarily because people mm. don't get it no i'll just make excuses at work for things like you know when they go oh can you lift this table or carry that chair or whatever i'll just like quietly move go to the toilet or something i don't want to explain myself anymore it's, it's, is that because people were always full of helpful advice? Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. old auntie somethings that went on a keto diet and she was fine. Yeah. Well, all you've got to do is is have some of that manuka honey and you'll be fine. <laughs> some of that and some turmeric in your tea and you'll be laughing, right? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. um, what do your kids think about it? Are they, do, you know, do they know? Are they sympathetic? They are actually the best mm-hmm. out of everybody. They're they're so good. Like. Um, you know, like if I try and go to the warehouse or something with my one of my sons, he's always like, are you okay? Are you okay? Do you need mm. to stop? Do you want to sit in the car and I'll get it? Yeah. They're just amazing. And I actually felt like I felt useless for quite some time because 13 to 16, this kicked in and I couldn't mm-hmm. do the things that I wanted to wanted to with them. And, but... You know, and I did see a clinical psychologist and had EMDR, which is amazing, which which kind of took that negativity oh, yeah. very quickly and switched mm-hmm. it. And and I no longer think that this because of this I'm use, a useless mom. That really did make get me get to you. Yeah, but they they are amazing, my boys. They're just so good. They yeah. they'll get up and do and they'll help. I know and, my children often say, um, they kind of. It's not that they don't care, but they see it. That it's just something I couldn't control. It's something I can't do anything about. But the fact that you keep going and you keep trying, I think, is for them the important thing. And it's an important lesson to teach them. Mm. And my daughter was very happy at school the other day because apparently there was a contest in health and they had to name drugs. And she said, the person that named the most amount of drugs won the competition. I was like, oh, so how did you do? She went, well, everybody else is going meth and pee. And and she said, and I was like, carbidopa, levodopa, cinnamon. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She said, I could have kept going. I was like, madapar, madapar rapid. I actually think it's made them better people. I think they're much more empathetic. Um, to anyone who who may be struggling, yeah, I think it's turned them into not that they're they're not nice people anyway, but I think it's helped them be better humans. Yeah, yeah Stanley had said uh, I think um, he'd been at school and somebody had said, um, what was it? Oh, they went, you cannot do this if you're under the influence of drugs, and he just went, oh, but my mum's always under the influence of drugs, otherwise she doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> just like oh my word oh man yeah it's like, <laughs> like yeah it's okay I've got I've got their prescription oh yeah they they they're funny eh yep. um, they do make me laugh yeah I don't know if I was trying to be helpful which I kind of feel like I'm supposed to be helpful I would say and I know how hard it is when you are in pain and you feel really bad to keep pushing. Mm-hmm. 
well, I've, I'm on my 10th GP <laughs> Wow! in quite a few years. But yeah. each time I got one of those responses like, oh, why don't you just take the antidepressants? Maybe you're depressed, blah, mm. blah, blah. Eventually, you know, you get down and then you've got to pick yourself up again and like, okay, I need hope here and I'll switch GPs and go to another one. Please, please start again. And I feel like there's probably lots of people out there not diagnosed or incorrectly diagnosed because they think they can't, push or they don't have the energy to push and I think what would you say then then I tell you there's always there's always hope like I had got pretty hopeless a number of times mm. and there's always something else mm-hmm. there's there's more that somebody has to offer yeah. you to try so just keep trying keep trying I know it's I know it's really hard when you feel awful to do anything about it I would say just keep trying if the GP is not helping you go to another one start again mm-hmm. please start again figure out what's wrong with me and have you learned anything about yourself in all this that's a good deep question isn't it well, I mean you'd look deep inside Lisa oh man <laughs> what have I learned about myself because I sometimes ask if people would give it up if they had the option and it's interesting some people say yeah and some people say no Oh God! Yeah, I would give it up. Yeah, I'd be desperate. You give me a day in pain, I'd be a very, very happy person. Mm-hmm. A day, a day Without out of pain, pain. Sorry. Yeah. What have I learned? I think I've learned that I am valuable, even if I can't move. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's really good. Because because I, like I I did go through thinking, feeling I was of no value for a long time. Mm-hmm. But you know, I have friends who like me. <laughs> And I can contribute, and you know, no, I have to say, from the first moment I met you, I thought you were really good fun, and you were, you know, you made us laugh, and um, yeah, I, I just find you an incredibly interesting and Aww. funny woman. Well, you know, I thought, I honestly thought through all this, oh, I'm boring, I can't dance it anymore, I can't, you know, I'm no fun, and blah blah blah. It's just not true. No, and so I, people can be immobile, and. Still be loved, basically. You know? Oh, that's such a lovely sentiment. It's <laughs> so nice. Taking oh. me a while to get to that, but yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm worthy. You, you are worthy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am absolutely delighted. Thank you so much for coming along and talking to me. Thank you. Um, and yeah, I think it's been a difficult time for for you know for myself and. Mm. Recently, but it's been good to come out the other side. I've been writing about it on my blog at kiddyfitten.com <laughs> and where you can also find all the back episodes of Ordinary Life. Do you have any message to anybody um, out there about invisible disability or when you see somebody struggling, what would you, what's your advice? Oh, I would, A, don't offer advice unless you're asked to. Mm-hmm. Um, and if just say what what would you what can I do to help? Yeah, would the, you like any assistance? Yeah, because they might mm. and they might not because mm. they'd be quite happy kneeling on that chair. Mm, but please don't send me you know information on anything. <laughs> I'll send you the information pack on the alternative <laughs> medicine. Right. Thank you very much for coming along, Lisa. It's been an absolute delight to talk to you and. Um, 
Yeah, if anybody has any feedback, questions, comments, or you would like to come and talk to me, please contact Coast Access Radio or kittyfitting.com. Thank you very much. Thank you. This program was made with assistance from New Zealand on air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.org.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand on air.